We have a very interesting process when it comes to evaluating something, just about anything. Typically what we do when evaluating is we focus almost entirely on the outcome, on the result, on what happened, rather than on the process that took place beforehand. And there's a lot to be said about the process, especially when we take into consideration that if we look at things and step back and look at things in their totality, really what we should be evaluating is the process itself because the immediate result isn't always apparent. It, it doesn't always shine through. And yet we always are looking at things uh, or constantly anyways, at least we tend to perseverate and focus on that end result, on that happening. Even though everything is constantly in flux due to everything being relational. Uh, everything is always playing off of everything else. All factors determine all factors. Yet again, when we go and we look to judge something, and that judgment can be kind of anything. It can be, okay, this is you know good or bad, right or wrong, beneficial, consequential. There are a number of factors by which we can evaluate things. And yet the irony here is uh, the factor or the, the grading scale by which we evaluate anything is always, of course, changing and sliding itself. Uh, that's never static. It's never the same. It's never stationary. Just, just due to so many factors that, again, all factors determine all factors. What is beneficial today or what seems uh, consequential today uh, may be anything but tomorrow. So when we go about evaluating anything, we really need to, to focus entirely more on the process. Um, because very simply put, there is no outcome per se. There is no result per se. There's only the process. There's only the continuation. Everything in life is, is creative. Everything in life is a continuation. It's a building upon. Is, is, I don't love the word, but it is an evolution. Because the, evolution, the word evolution has such a uh, strong connotation scientifically, uh, philosophically, uh, and, and so on and, and so forth. But everything really is a continuation. Uh, there isn't actually an outcome, as it were. And yet we tend to, again, focus on the outcome. I have lost someone I love. I have gained wealth. I have, you know, whatever the case might be, we're always putting things, framing things in absolutes, at least in our mind, because we're trying to 
quantify and qualify things. We're, it, it, it's, it's, it's a way of ironically processing things for ourselves. It's our, it's our mind's own uh, happenings. It's our mind's own workings. It's the way that our consciousness has developed to grapple with things. This, this means by which our consciousness evaluates is a way that it, it has to navigate through the world. That's what, of course, consciousness is, by and large, is, is a way for uh, our particular consciousness, our particular being, our particular brand to comprehend the things that it perceives, the things that it interacts with, the things that it, it digests and then spits out on, on the other side. And so we have to often ascribe, at least it makes the most sense for us to ascribe qualities uh, and, and various relations to our own selves, to our own egos. This happening makes sense on one level, except that we fall into this trap. And the trap is that our minds are always attempting to gather information, to know something, to understand something, to comprehend something. So that, again, that digestion, that way that we are able to know a thing by, becomes sort of solidified. And we can say, okay, we have this knowledge about that particular thing or situation. And that sets up the world in this very nice, tidy order. Except for the fact that, unfortunately, in a veritable, in verity, and, and invariably, all of being and, con and the consciousness by which that being is comprehended through, it, it's always interacting with itself and hence in flux it's never static so this this might seem like so many things that we often talk about this might seem obvious and yet we need to understand that it is still very much the case that our minds deal with things quite frequently in a, in a very black and white nature this is hot. That is cold. I like this. I don't like that. We give certain things values based on the result that they produce. This is dangerous. And why it is so dangerous is because it's, it's inaccurate. And by doing so, we become separated from, from verity from that which is, is veritable. Because when we only look at the result, all we see is that absolute thing, that, that categorized happening or being or state. And the problem with this is that we, when we zoom out um, on a societal level, what it is that we hold of great value is that status. 
it is the result of, of our lives. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the product isn't important. It certainly is. It's just not the final thing. But when we look at, again, and this is more apparent on a societal level, well, you know, the, the product of what you do for a living is uh, how many assets you have, whether that's money or real estate or material possessions or whatever. The product produced when you uh, play a game is your ability to you know, either defeat your opponent or you know, obtain a certain score. And again, the, the problem with only looking at that scoreboard, with only looking at that bank statement, is that it, it doesn't tell you the whole picture. And any sports fan, to continue with that analogy, knows this, is that a score of a, of a game does not tell the tale of the game. But that can be translated into anything in life. Um, the millionaire or the billionaire, uh, the, the wealth doesn't tell you how he or she obtained it. it there, there's a difference, I imagine, between the person who obtained a great amount of wealth um, by doing charitable work or, or work that benefited people, society, the environment, uh, as opposed to the person who... Um, you know, made a living by undercutting people um, and looking out for his or her own, you know, benefit first and foremost. Um, and yet we, again, tend to worship and admire the result. And I guess we do that because it's the thing that is most apparent. It is the product. It is what's out there. Right now, I'm talking to you from a device that was likely built in a uh, Chinese factory where labor laws are pretty loose, to, to say the least. And if you, know, you want to expand on that, it could be uh, argued pretty easily probably that uh, it is unethically and immorally produced. And yet, we've all sort of complicitly, um, passively excused the practice. And I, I'm, I'm no exception to that, just given the fact that uh, we use these devices. But uh, unfortunately, it's almost as if we don't have a choice but to sometimes face the result and deal with the result because that's what we have to work with. But where we can really kind of get to the next level is by understanding the process and the result and the way that the process and the result come together. And then through that understanding, produce 
a new process which produces a, a new result. But I think that the aim, the best aim here would be to continually produce a result or a product that continues to, that has the capacity to continually reinvent itself. So if you use a product in a way that doesn't evolve yourself, if you use a result, if you focus on a result or a product of, of anything that doesn't have room to evolve itself, that that's the end game, you can, t you can always know with assurance that there is something foul there, that it will never be complete because it does not leave itself open to a process, to evolution, to creativity. That's the most important thing. How can that result serve to better create something more than itself. Again, if you win a ball game, you've got to build on that win. Even if you just won the championship of the world, you, you have to build that dynasty, right? You're, you're, the work is never done. Everything evolves, everything moves, everything continues, everything creates. It's never about the result. It's never about where you're at. And yet that's where so many people get trapped. They get stuck in where they're at. They rest on their laurels. They rest on their wealth. They rest on their good name or, or the work that they've done in the past. Because that's produced something that they can, in fact, rest upon. But again, that's where we get stuck. That's where we get complacent. That's where we get lazy. That's where we start to devolve and get uncreative. When we focus on results or consequence or outcome, we're, we're finished. That's, that's the end of our story. That's self-inflicted. We're, we're surrendering, whether we know it or not. But that's the trap. That's the, the trap of ideology. That's the, the ploy of status, of product. And it is a direct trap between you, your own consciousness, and that thing. It's another one of conceptions, games, and tricks. And, and it's a very crafty one. Because it again tries to deaden you. It tries to stop one's spirit from expressing itself because expression is creativity. Expression is, is freedom. It allows for that conversation between oneself and the world. It, it gives us an ability to communicate, to, to be a part of that process. And when you're involved in a process, you never focus on the result, not ultimately. 
Because in a process, it's always ongoing. It's, it's always a possibility to reach another level. Yet the magic of that is you can reach another level without being concerned about the product or the, the status. That other level actually is the new iteration of the process, a refinement of your actual being itself or the way by which a being an individual, an organization goes about its business of, of being itself and, and communicating and interacting with the world at large, having that dialogue, being open to that conversation that is not always you know, done through words, but through action, through a conscious awareness of, and that awareness of, if it's true, real, and, and crystalline, will never keep your eye on one thing. What does the magician do? He makes you look away from what's really happening. And he never shows you his trick twice because all he wants you to focus on is what he produced, is what happened. And yet that magic was only possible through the process, through the doing of. So we, we can't let the magic produced by others, produced by life, that, that illusion of the result be the thing that we focus on. To have a complete understanding, we need to take a look at the complexity and the holistic picture of the, that myriad of practices of, of, of happenings that go into that thing behind that which was produced. And again, further realized that the result, that the product itself is yet another in an infinite line of other processes and results.